Hello everyone, this is Zarina Dimitrova, trainer in Business with Meaning. Today I have with me again Charlotte Common. I have the privilege to have her over for our third talk of our planned series in The Magic Within You. Today we're going to be talking about uh, jealousy and the title of our talk is From the Monster of Division to the Sparkling Treasure of Unity, Addressing Female Jealousy at the Workplace. Charlotte um, as you may have heard in our last talks, but I'm still going to introduce her for the ones um, that haven't heard about her yet. Charlotte is a happiness designer, motivational speaker, ordained minister, and I have to read this, and she's dedicated to supporting the uh, unleashing of hidden potential in men and women of all ages. She specializes in empowering others to step into their higher purpose. You will see after this talk that she's in, indeed that, she unleashes a hidden potential and we've already had quite some feedback on our previous talks. So welcome again, Charlotte. Thank you, Zarina, for your lovely uh, introduction. And I love working with you because, you know, when we do our interviews, you know, we, we really bounce ideas off, uh, off each other. And I love that, you know, you inspire me and uh, yeah, it flows and I, I love it. Well, I hope we can take people with our flow, together in our flow, um, during this conversation as well, because this is the feedback we got from, from our previous talks. And today's topic is, um, I'm sure it will touch the hearts of a lot of people, because everybody who's ever worked in, a, in an environment with other people, especially women, must have felt this. At least I haven't met anybody who hasn't faced um, female jealousy at their workplace. Um, you called it before the green-eyed monster and you said I definitely had a green-eyed monster in my previous job. What is the green-eyed monster for you? Oh, I tell you what, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about our talk today is because I actually use the pain uh, that was inflicted on me and I, I, part of it, I inflicted it on myself. Um, I, I worked through it all and I thought I must do something about this because this is so painful to be attacked by the green eyed monster. There is something about females that who are jealous. Men are jealous as well, but female jealousy has an extra sting and don't ask me where that comes from. Now, it could be that we as females who are on the receiving end of um, female jealousy are also very touchy-feely about this subject and that I did a lot of reflection on it. And I think that the reason why we experience female jealousy and why people are jealous and are attacking others is due to insecurity. I think it all boils down to insecurity. So now you have two insecure females. For example, my boss was very, very jealous of me because I was popular. Mm. So she tried to make my life a misery. She was insecure. And I received this, I, I made my own life a misery because I was insecure. Instead of sort of being full of confidence and thinking, well, you're just jealous and walk away from it. I felt these attacks and, you know, suffered through it. And it was a lack of self-awareness on my part to actually shoo away and, and set limits and boundaries and say up to this point and no further. 
But I was too insecure to do that. I wanted to be liked. So but that's the key point that we have to be self-aware and learn how to care for ourselves and love ourselves and have that confidence. Well, I think it often starts in our childhood that we get messages as girls that we're not good enough, that we're too fat or this and this and this and this. And that's where the seed is laid for uh, insecurities. And so actually those who are dishing it out and those are on the receiving end, they're both suffering in the same way. And this is why I'm so passionate about it, that I'm teaching people how to become more confident and more loving towards themselves and to see the gift of who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why I love the title because we're, I've, I said, you know, we've gone from the monster of division to the sparkling treasure of unity. I mean, look at you and me, for example. I absolutely admire you, Zarina, because you are so clever with a computer. I'm not. I'm good at writing. I'm an author. You know, I'm good at writing poems. I'm good at writing stories. But I'm not very good with a computer. And so I admire I, you for, for telling a story like a, like a necklace of a bead. You know, each bead is beautiful and it follows into the other beautifully. So I also admire you for this quality of yours. But you see, there it is. We admire each other. And this admiration for you and your admiration for me sets something free within us, um, which helps us. We, We enrich each other. When we talk to each other, you know, when we work together, we enrich each other. And that's exactly, that's the sparkling treasure of unity. And quite often in the workplace, you know, when there is this jealousy, when it goes around, when it comes to promotion or, or anything, you know, there is, when that division is there, we, we hide, you know, I, I used to hide and we don't give everything we've got. We don't, uh, we don't, um, we're not confident. And when we're not confident, we can't give what we, what we can give. Uh, um, that's... Um, I'm thinking now this, this is probably because we are competing when we are at workplaces, we are competing along um, certain silos within certain boundaries. So of course you can't put all yourself there and within these boundaries, you're competing with the qualities of other women that also need to put their qualities within these boundaries. So of course you're only competing with parts of yourself and you're measuring yourself to the other person within these limits that are already said. So we talked last time that, um, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't be jealous um, uh, from somebody who's achieved tremendous startup success um, when, when he was in the startup phase, like Bill Gates, because I'm incomparable to them, right? But I would, maybe, I don't think I would, but, um, you know, we, uh, people, are, people tend to be jealous uh, from somebody that they, can, that they always compare themselves with. Mm. So um, it's, we admire the, the qualities that we have um, that are different from the qualities that we have in each other, you and I. But if we have to compare qualities that are similar, this is probably where jealousy would come in. Mm. I mean, I'm not speaking about us per se, but generalizing. 
I can see what you mean, yeah? But I think there is also that you, you see what the other person can do. Let's say it's in the same field. Mm -hmm. uh, like, for example, with, with in the coaching business, you know, there are two coaches and one has got this idea and the other one has got that idea. Now, there could be jealousy because one is having, has got more customers than the others. One is making more money than the other. So there could be jealousy in there. So it's a comparison and a comparison you can use either in a good way or in a bad way. So if I'm comparing myself to another coach or to another female, then I can say, well, I'm actually inspired by, by what they do. I'm inspired by their energy. So then it really is positive for the world. But if we're saying, oh, you know, this is no good and da, 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 and we take that other person apart because we are jealous, because that's really what it is when we're jealous in a negative way and we, uh, we're always jealous in a negative way. When we're comparing ourselves in a negative way, we become destructive. So then it doesn't help anybody and it surely doesn't help the world. And I'm, my world vision is always that we are each sacred human beings and that we're on this world to co-create and make this world a better place. So I'm always going back to that world vision. So if I'm teaching people to compare in a good way, that means be inspired by the gifts of others and give yourself the permission to look at your own gifts further, dig deeper. Because Serena, we all have gifts we're not even aware of. Yeah? I know that until the day I die, I will probably excavate more talents and gifts which I'm actually not aware of. That gift, for example, of public speaking and writing, that came later in life. I was really terrified of public speaking. I was terrified of standing in front of people being judged from my looks. Now that's a female thing because women compare them, compare the look, we compare ourselves. Oh, she's thinner than me. Oh, she's wearing nicer clothes than me. Oh, look at her hair. Look at Serena's beautiful hair. And what, look at mine. I'd lost my hair for seven years. I wore a wig, you know, now I'm fine, but you know, I'm not jealous. I admire your hair. I think it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But it's because I had to heal that wound of losing my own hair and starting to love what I've got. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the same thing when we compare ourselves with our shapes. You know, we go to a party mm -hmm. and we don't really feel quite good about ourselves. And, you know, we compare ourselves to somebody else who seems to be confident, you know, and dancing happily and so on. And, and we sort of shrink back. Uh, all these are signs that we're not 100% feeling delicious in our own skin. I've actually written a course about body image because I think with female jealousy, but also among men, uh, body image is a huge thing. And I suffered from a poor body image for a long, long, long time in my life. And everything I suffered, I thought I've got to do something about this. So I've written a course. I've written a 12-step course to help people understand where the wounds and the insecurities come from. Um, and at the end of the day, Zarina, we're all kings and queens, and we should celebrate each other and celebrate ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's so many broken souls in our world. And I think, you know, through this course, I've learned that people, and through my own story, 
that people with broken wings, they choose partners with broken wings. And that's also one part of, of, of my course. So you mm -hmm. see, it's actually this whole jealousy thing and the monster of division comes through insecurity and these insecurities and these insecurities are old wounds which we haven't healed. Mm -hmm. And that I'm passionate about that. Helping people. Yeah. This conversation turned, uh, uh, took an unexpected twist, but it's really beautiful. So it's really about healing insecurities that we have. It's not, it's not about the topic of jealousy and how to deal with jealousy. It's more about the self-image. Exactly. Because you know what? If, if you're a jealous person um, and I say to you, oh, Zarina, don't be jealous. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't help. Mm -hmm. What does help that you can explore why you're jealous. What is it inside of you that is hurting you? Yeah? If I'd had the wisdom with my boss to say to her, look, you're hurting and I'm hurting. We're both insecure. Let's just look at it where our insecurities come from. Yeah? But I think... Then, uh, sorry for interrupting. I think your course is brilliant because my first thought when you said there is a different twist in female jealousy as compared to male jealousy, my first idea was, uh, sure, the twist comes from the appearance because women always compare themselves unconsciously, even though they think they're judging themselves on the level of skills, abilities, rank at work and so on. They always include the, the aspect of uh, beauty, of uh, body image. Can you tell us a bit more about the course and what exactly you're teaching yes. in the course? I've actually written a poem and perhaps I should start reading, uh, uh, reading that poem because there's a lot in it already and then I'll talk a little bit about it because that's really actually healing that wound of the insecurity and then we start and we're creating from that healed point of view a unity in our businesses. You know, this is, I think, in the workplace. Let jealousy be and work at it from the root problem and then create beauty together. That's really what it is all about. But let me read this, read this poem and I think it might speak to the listeners. And it's called The Healing of a Broken Spirit. You look into your eyes and see a broken spirit. One so magical, then damaged many moons ago. How did it happen? Which arrows pierced your precious heart? Is this it, the fate of endless suffering? The dark coffin imprisoning those parts of your unlived soul? Vitality and radiance, damaged by voices, choices, choices. Whose voices had the power to kill? The fresh energy of your youth, it is there. Oh, yes, it is there. Together, we will find it. It's the togetherness. Mm -hmm. You know, me helping people to heal, me helping people to understand their wounds. Yeah, and then from that healed point we can create unity. Mm -hmm. Jealousy. Fresh, is a, the, hmm? 
I caught myself thinking the, the fresh energy of the youth. Is it uh, restored and amplified only when you get a better self-image, the fresh energy of the youth, an improved self-image? It goes deeper than that. Because whatever I'm teaching, it comes out of my own experiences. And I experienced, this is why I'm saying in this poem, you know, we are excavating the unlift part of your soul. Because when you are um, uh, mocked and so on because of your shape and whatever it is, you know, there are these, we've all had them somewhere. You know, that somebody says something about your shape or your being and you shrink back. And there's a part of you when you're young, you're hiding that very precious part, you know, because you feel so vulnerable. Suddenly you've been wounded and you hide that precious part of you and you lose throughout your years you're not 100% alive, you're not fully alive because there's still that part of you you never addressed because you shoved it away so far that you actually didn't want to think about it. And I can give you a number of examples, yeah? I've, I've actually done a YouTube video, one in German because I'm teaching this course also in German. I've done a YouTube video that it's called, the, te the, the course is The Temple of My Soul. I'll put a link to it. Yes, and mm -hmm. also in German, der Tempel meiner Seele. Because this is the beautiful temple. And as a child, I, uh, my aunt was very, very jealous of me. And I was quite a good swimmer when I learned to swim. Uh, and it was easier for me than for her daughter. And her husband once made a comment and said, Charlotte's swimming is really, really coming along. And she turned around to me and she said, fat floats. <laughs> those words, Serena, those words, they stuck with me all my life. And I thought, yeah, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, and I'm floating fat. And yeah, and although I was only 48 kilos, I looked into the mirror and I felt good. Until yeah. through my own course and writing it, I dealt with that pain because I never really wanted to deal with that pain. And then suddenly a vitality, a radiance was set free within me when I thought, wow, and I cried buckets. I cried buckets because I thought all this time, this festering wound was within me and it was holding me back. And I think that also part of the reason why I chose men with broken wings was because I was a woman, a young woman with a broken wing. And so we'll look into that as well in that course, you know, what sort of choices do we make when it comes to partners? And when it comes to, to jealousy, again, I mean, I was, for example, in my first marriage, I was jealous because any other woman who was there, who also weighed 48 kilos perhaps, but in my eyes, she was slim, while in my eyes, my 48 kilo body was fat. So then I became jealous, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's so far reaching and it's, there's so much depth to it. And we can't just say, come on, don't be jealous. No, 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 go to the root problem. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's fascinating how you can become confident. And when I addressed all those uh, issues of not wanting to be looked at, yeah, then I became a public speaker. You know? And the more I addressed it and the freer I became inside, it was brilliant. And at first, I could not talk in front of one or two or three people. I found that very difficult. Now, if I'm speaking in front of 500 or 1,000, you know, I come alive. Mm-hmm.
But and how did you manage to eradicate this? Um, let, let, let's call it feeling of inferiority in the realm of body image. Did you? Um, I mean, is it enough to only look at it to realize it, or do you have to do some additional work onto it, or is it enough just to see where the problem stems from? No, no, you need to work through it. You know, you need to really, really add, add. There are all sorts of exercises, you know. For example, one of the exercises is that you stand in front of the mirror naked. Now, that's a very, very difficult thing. For some people, standing in front of the mirror is a difficult thing anyway. But to stand in front of the mirror naked, because none of us are, well, we think we're not perfect. Um, and to actually start loving the parts of your body which you actually like. I like my feet. Yeah, I think I've got nice feet. So I started loving my feet. Um, and, you know, you, and, and it's slowly, 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 it grows into accepting everything. But that's quite a journey. And you need support in that. You need that loving support of knowing there's somebody who loves you. Because when you are suffering from the result of, people making you down because of your shape. I had people making me down because of my hair. <gasps> After I'd lost my hair, that's painful stuff. And people don't realize what they're doing to you, you know, when they ridicule you. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that is also a process of accepting that. But I think I learned as a child, my father had a war injury and he lost one hand in the war, in the Second World War, and he was only 25, and he had to get used to just having one hand. And I saw his struggle uh, and how he coped with it and he, how he became liberated by just accepting what had happened. And I think that's a key thing. It's, it, acceptance is healing. Mm -hmm. Now I stand in front of the mirror, I'm, I'm not a young woman anymore, and my body is not young, but I absolutely love it. You know, I love it. I think this is the, the temple of my soul. This is the body that has carried three children. You know, this is the body that allowed me to do a lot of skiing and, and sport and play ice hockey and riding and all this sort of stuff. And I'm grateful, mm -hmm. grateful to my body. You know, I think gratitude is a, is a big thing, but it's the process and mm -hmm. you need to take it slowly. Mm -hmm. And then become, you become confident. And then if somebody is jealous, you can just walk away from it and you just feel, can feel compassion for that person who is actually jealous of you. Mm. And what if it's a man? What if, it, what if the, the person is incomparable in terms of body image and he's still jealous of you? How do you mean? Um... Uh, I mean, men in the workplace also get jealous about women that achieve certain things in career. I've had instances like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a whole new dynamic. You know that I think that's a, a modern way of looking at things now that we're equal. And there are some men due to their education who still think that the man should be the, the guy who is running the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But luckily we're equal nowadays. And I mean, I come from a background where only men counted. So that was another issue I had to deal with, you know. So I completely understand where you're coming from. That you as the woman, you are cleverer, you are more successful. 
And that man who is being jealous, he needs to deal with his issues and parts of his radiance and vitality might be buried under issues from the past. So if a man would come to me and say, look, I've got this boss and she's a female and she earns far more money than me and she is so much more liked at the workplace and she is so vibrant, I will ask him, where do you think this comes from? What is it actually that rattles your cage when you look at this woman? Is this now a mother-son issue? Uh, have you been married to a woman who... Um, has pushed you because there are these women who push and push and push their husbands to earn more money, to do better. And these women have no idea what they actually do to these men. I feel sorry for them. Mm -hmm. But this yeah? still comes from childhood, whether a, a man finds a woman that pushes him, you know, to earn more money, it's still a mindset an expectation set up in childhood. Yes, definitely. A mother who was too demanding. You know, mm -hmm. definitely a mother was too demanding. For example, I can't cope with people around me who lie to me. Mm -hmm. You know, they can tell me the truth. They can tell me anything. It's no problem. But from my past, because I've had experiences on, for a relationship where I was continuously lied to, I'm mm -hmm. allergic to lies. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me the truth. Tell me what, what, what's, what's happening. Tell me anything. It doesn't matter. But tell me the truth. So I'm completely allergic to lies. And that's one thing I do not want to change. You know, I want to stay allergic to lies because yeah, I mustn't have a liar in my life because you can't deal with them. Hmm. Are you confronted then often with people that lie to you? Because this is what happens when you choose a polarization in one, um, in, in one sphere of judgment, let's call it. Then, then you get faced with people who show you exactly this polarization. <laughs> Yes, but it's, you know, it's that, then you have to make a choice. Is this actually for my self-preservation uh, and for my self-care important to walk away? Yeah. If it is somebody in the workplace and you think, well, I just have to cope with it and I have to deal with it, fine, I deal with it. But in my inner circle tribe of people who are close to me and people I trust, I would never have a liar. Mm -hmm. That would just not happen. But in the workplace, you just shrug it off and you think, oh, yeah. Or he's fibbing again and you know you have to differentiate between your inner circle and your work colleagues or people you meet in your day-to-day -day life you know you, have, you will meet them all the time but I think to me it's also a reminder then be careful don't have that person in your inner circle and just make sure that you look after yourself you know be aware self-awareness know yourself I think that's a key 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 thing mm -hmm. yeah and if you could go back in time and be in this situation with, the, with your green-eyed monster um, and knowing what you know now, what would you do to, to, do to tackle the situation? Sorry? I would, I would do it differently, you know. It's this wonderful, wonderful quote, and I must read you this, and I think that's how I could see actually how my boss and I could have been working together in a, in a beautiful way. And Maya Angelou, she says, a woman in harmony with her spirit is like a river flowing. She goes where she will without pretense and arrives at her destination prepared to be herself and only herself. 
if my boss and I had come to the conclusion that if we'd had this quote, and if we both could have discussed it and say, I want to be myself and you should be yourself and let's just flow in harmony instead of having this aggro. I think a lot of healing could have happened there. But this means that people are self-aware and that they're honest. And quite often when you are in these situations where there is a green-eyed monster, the green-eyed monster pretends and you pretend. You pretend that it doesn't hurt you. Mm -hmm. Eventually you crumble. Um, so I think there is a lot of honesty is required in our world um, addressing this, uh, this jealousy and create unity because we can only create unity when we are truly authentic. You know, it's about authentic living. Mm -hmm. I, I am reminded again <clears throat> uh, about something I shared with you last time, which is a, um, a, a teaching from an energy clearing course that I took from Christy Marie Sheldon, who said that whenever somebody is jealous of another person, they should look at the, uh, at the quality of the other person that they're jealous about. And they would discover um, the gift in this quality because they actually have it themselves. Because people are jealous about um, a hidden potential that they have. So you wouldn't be jealous about somebody who's speaking well unless you had this potential yourself because you mm -hmm. want to actually make it happen and make, want to use this potential. It's actually a very logical, not only an energy practice, it's a very logical conclusion. You wouldn't be jealous about something that you don't want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had a friend uh, and she was a brilliant public speaker. And at the time I was terrified of public speaking. And I looked at her, you know, and I was jealous at one point. And I thought, why am I jealous? It's only because I want to do this. I want to do public speaking. And then I watched her and I thought, wow, this is absolutely brilliant. I need to learn to do this. And uh, I moved to Canada and I joined the Toastmasters and I learned to be a public speaker. I was terrified. And the first time I got up and I had to say my name and all these sort of things, oh, I was shaking like a leaf. And then, you know, I really had to learn to express myself and tell the truth about myself. That's another key thing, you know, being honest. Even if you can't be really honest about um, yourself to others, be honest to yourself. For example, I come from a background where when you did something really, really well, uh, people were jealous and they made you down. And if you'd done something wrong, well, they took you apart. So actually, what was the point in showing your true self? Because somehow you were always punished. And there are societies who don't really realize how a punishing society it is, yeah? yeah? And you somewhere close up and you don't give the full um, you to the world. And now I can't remember what you asked me. <laughs> uh, I didn't ask anything. It was just, uh, just a comment about the, uh, the potential that you are jealous, yeah. the, the potential in yourself that you're jealous about exactly. when, you, when you're jealous about somebody, yeah. Exactly. It was the same when I was living in Canada and I, I was in a village and there was an ice hockey uh, ring, an ice ring. And when we just arrived, I, I watched it and I thought, oh, wow, aren't they lucky? They can do this. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah, you know what? I thought, get off your butt and do it yourself. 
And you know, the following season, I got up, I went to an ice hockey school, I felt so often, I can't tell you. And I was by far the oldest because I was already 50 when I learned to play ice hockey. But I did it. Eight weeks later, I played in a team. So you see, I could have been sitting on the sidelines being jealous of every woman who was playing ice hockey there. I said, no, I need to do something about it. And that's one of the key things. This is why I'm so passionate about everything I teach. Get up off your butt and do it. Mm -hmm. Dare to be different. Dare to change. That's a key thing. Mm -hmm. Key thing. You look at other people. What do you admire about them? You know, and try, and if it tickles you, just try and follow their ideas. I mean, I'm 70 now, and some older people or younger people are jealous, you know, because I'm so active and I'm really fit. But you know what? I, I look after myself. Uh, and I exercise every day, and I learn every day, and I'm unlearning all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. Taking myself out of the age cage, because the age cage can be... Um, an excuse to say, oh, I'm sitting back now and I'm too old. No, 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 get off your butt and do something. Congratulations on your looks, by the way. Thank you. I um, uh, read yesterday a small quote, a quote from um, Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian philosopher who said that the only way you can um, extend the, uh, the capacity of your brain is to actually exercise. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, it's, 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 I, I'm, I'm an ex-army wife and my ex-husband didn't like moving and I carried a lot of boxes and I'm, I, I'm physically strong, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know what? I read somewhere that when you uh, were sporty and, you know, physically active in your younger years, you know, it helps you to stay younger when you're older. And I'm just moving house now again. And so I'm shifting boxes and then, and, and, and I think, yeah, I'm so grateful. Sometimes I used to moan and whine because when the children were still small, oh, I used to be so tired. And now I think that has actually helped me now to be really fit. Yeah. yeah. So I love being 70 and I was so scared when I became 60, when I turned 60. I was really scared. Mm -hmm. But I love being 70. Mm -hmm. And do you feel touched at all by people who are jealous about the level of your energy and about the things you're doing now? Because for sure there are people younger than you who are jealous about the, uh, the, the life force that you have, that, that you're showing, you know? Yeah. But I just think, you know, it's just use me as a role model. You know, that's, uh, that's what people can do. They can use me as a role model. I can't shrink back because other people are jealous of my fitness. And I haven't had a facelift or anything. Um, you know, I just drink a lot of water, eat very healthily, and I have an active mind. And I'm not afraid to walk into the unknown and all of this. So use me as a role model. Um, and I love this word HKG. It doesn't come from me, and I don't like quoting things like that because it's somebody invented it, somebody thought about it, and I think it's a brilliant term, an excellent term. But I don't know who said it, so um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we've touched on all sorts of things. We've touched on body image and age and fitness, and um, yeah, it's daring to be different. Yeah. Uh, Rumi, Rumi said this brilliant quote. I've written down a few, few quotes here, and he says, Remember, the entrance to the sanctuary is inside you. So, if I'm in my own sanctuary, if you are in your own sanctuary, we don't need, there is no competition. Mm -hmm. 
There is no competition. We are all ageless kings and queens and we just are on a path to um, a better life if we allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. So you're, going a within... you're a queen, Serena, and so am I. And you know, there are so many kings out there and yeah, let's just look at the world from a new angle. Mm -hmm. From the angle of being unique. Yes. And incomparable. And divine. Mm -hmm. divine. And there is no competition. Mm -hmm. If we live our divinity, and now comes the ordained minister, if we live our divinity, truly live it, there's freedom, there's liberation, there's love, and there's potential. Mm -hmm. And that's the magic within. Mm -hmm. Lots of people don't dare to, to live experiences and do stuff that they want to do. Also because of self-confidence and the fear of being judged. So for example, what you're doing, moving to Mauritius or what I did when I was 33, I, I surfed for the first time when all the surfers were 18 year old. Um, I, I, I know from your perspective, maybe it doesn't seem like a, a huge thing to do, but, but still there's a certain age when people start surfing. And... <clears throat> For me, this was some sort of an accomplishment to decide, I've always wanted to do that, let's go surf now. But um, I assume, and I've also heard that lots of people don't actually undertake any activity, first of all, first of all, because of fear of judgment from other people, not because they don't believe they can't do it. It's what would other people say? Mm. See, and that's again, it's, it's a, that's a, uh, um, a sign of insecurity, you know? Mm -hmm. What do other people say? That's the same thing, you know, with me feeling judged, you know, about my looks or whatever it is, you know, with public speaking. But if you feel content in yourself, if you, that's why, again, this body image course is so important. Um, if you feel content in your skin, and it doesn't matter what shape you have, as long as you accept it, and you enjoy it and you're being grateful for it, then what other people say doesn't bother you anymore. I can remember when I, I think I spoke about it in my, our first uh, um, uh, recording or the second, when I moved to Mauritius when I was, I was 63 years old and I moved with one suitcase to the other side of the world to a little tropical island and people thought that was absolutely crazy. They said, you can't do that. You can't just leave everything behind. And I said, yes, I can. And it was hard. I can remember that first night in my house. I had no, uh, no phone. I had no internet. I was completely on my own. I couldn't communicate. Yes, it was uncomfortable. But then you make it happen. You absolutely make it happen. And shortly afterwards, it was my birthday. And I thought, this doesn't feel very good. My family are in the UK and I'm here on my own. I said, well, make it happen. And I opened the back door and there was a coconut that had fallen out of the tree. And I just said, here is my breakfast, a coconut. And for a European to see a coconut outside your door is something amazing. In the garden, I was there from neighbors. And I said, can you please open this coconut? This is my breakfast. You see, you... It's not being afraid to try something new. I think that's what I'm trying to bring across. So... I Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand that it's beautiful, you know, not being afraid to try something new, but for, for a lot of people, 
the bigger fear is the judgment of others. So in your case, when you, when you were thinking, what would my friends say? What would my family say? What was their actual reaction? Did they meet your expectations of a negative reaction to your move? Or what happened afterwards? Did you just say, I don't care you. I am you know, taking my stance from you for a while until you accept me? Or how did you deal with that? Well, I just left, to be honest, because there was nothing else I could do. I knew that I had to go. I knew that that was a part of my life I wanted to start. And I tell you what, the last seven years have not always been easy because I had to deal with cyclone warnings and whatever. And it's not has not been easy. It's been a challenge. But I tell you what, it's been the greatest gift, the greatest gift of learning. Um, and what I did, actually, I went back to that area and I told people about it and they actually admired it. Absolutely admired it. But you know what I really love is that my three adult children say to me, Mom, because you have shown so much courage, you give us the courage. If you can do all of this starting age 63, then, you know, we are so much younger. You give us the courage to do things beyond our limits. Now, that is the best compliment any mother could get. Yeah, true. So... And for all those women who are jealous, look at your own wounds and all the men, look at your wounds and what are the limitations and break through those barriers because underneath that is the gift, there is the gift of life. Beautiful. You had a meditation. I've got a a laser meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a laser meditation. As I explained the last time, you know, when we talk about meditation, we think that we need to breathe and we need to have a quiet place and we need to be on my own, on your own. Well, people are very, very busy. And I, this is why I designed these laser meditations, which only take seconds or minutes just as a little pick you up. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are right now, um, just whatever you're doing, Just pause for a minute, or just for a few seconds, just pause. And imagine that a ray of sunshine comes towards you. It just comes to you. Feel the energy of the warm sun, the source of divine light. And now imagine that this ray of divine sunlight touches your forehead. And how does that feel? It's so simple, Zarina. We can take ourselves, we can unplug very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the question, how does that feel, is important. Because when we have that imagination that a, a ray of sunshine touches our foreheads, what is the reaction? What is our reaction to it? That's a very, very important part. And then we repeat it, and we can repeat it anytime and anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's an awareness of the feeling, but at the same time, you're re- invoking the feeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
and it might be different, you know. When you do it again in a few hours, you might have a different feeling. Mm -hmm. And it grows, you know. I mean, now I'm so tuned into these laser meditations just that when I do one, I feel that there is something in my body that just relaxes. It feels as if my organs are relaxing. But, you know, you need to do it a few times. You know, and you, you get your body tuned into this positive feeling. Mm -hmm. The more we do this, the more we understand and are grateful for our organs. How often do we think about our organs? Hardly ever. We take them for granted that our heart is beating, that the liver is working and the kidneys and so on. And this is all in part of learning to be grateful for what we've got. Mm -hmm. And that our bodies work hard for us every day. And to honor that and respect that. Mm -hmm. So that comes back to my course. It's an adventurous journey to yourself. That's really what it is. This course is taking you to the parts of you which you thought were lost. And that's another good thing. For example, that childhood in parts was lost to me because I was um, abused, emotionally abused when it came to my shape. Um, and I thought that those beautiful moments or carefree moments of my childhood were lost, but actually you can relive it and mm -hmm. you can revitalize this child and you can honor it. And that's another whole thing. But I think this is such a powerful course and I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. I'll put a link to the course below so people can check it out. I, I was wondering whether you include in, um, in any part of your course, um, what you had learned, it, it had to do some, with love. It was a course that you did on love in the U.S. Do you know what I mean? No, I did a, ah, no, 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 no. It was a, an interview series, which I did. And it was called um, From Misery to Magic, Love Gone Wrong. And I basically, was that the one you meant? Uh, no, I actually meant uh, the, the, the course where you met Lai Mei Jung, the hypnotherapist on Heal and Learn. Ah, with Ken Page. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That was all about intimate relationships and uh, how to lead with your soul and to understand your core gifts and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. Very powerful. So, um, so you have yeah, integrated that, these learnings as well in your course. Yes, parts of it. But I mean, I needed to separate it because that's Ken's work and I'm, I'm taking that very, very... Uh, seriously to to separate that and not not to merge it but of course parts of it this leading with your soul that is I think this is probably in any course let's put it that way so I'm not stealing anything right uh, from him you know I think every course we do uh, self-improvement course is always learning to lead with your soul mm -hmm. so, um... wonderful thank you so much Charlotte for this beautiful talk it's getting better and better. Every time I tune in with you, I'm more and more in the flow with the subject and with you. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. And, and uh, it's been really, really lovely today, you know, because we touched on so many things. And I think that's key for me, you know, because I'm passionate about the evolution of humanity. And I'm just hoping that some of these things, you know, people will learn and and walk away and think, yes, I would like to explore this. I would like to explore that. So the more we touch, the, more, the better it is, really. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. You take care. You Bye. Too. Bye. Bye-bye.
Right. 